0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Living in Fullness with Woman and Wellness. I am your host, Lois Machine. On today's episode, I'm joining in conversation with a remarkable woman, Miranda Tlamin. Miranda is a personal finance enthusiast and content creator. She creates educational content on Instagram and YouTube for millennials who want to take charge and make better informed decisions where their finances are concerned. As a BCom Financial Accounting graduate three years ago, she struggled with managing her personal finances, and instead of being ashamed, she decided to make a change. Looking for information that would help her create a healthy relationship with money, she was confronted with challenges of finding information from people she could relate to. So she decided to share her journey for anyone who found themselves in her shoes. Her content focuses on four financial pillars, which include budgeting, ditching debt, saving for emergencies, and investing. Join us in conversation today as we discuss all things financial wellness and having a healthy relationship with your finances. Let's journey together in living in fullness. Let's dive in. Hey everyone and welcome to Living in Fullness the podcast. I'm so excited for my special guest today and the conversation that we'll be having on today's show. Miranda, welcome to Living in Fullness the podcast and thank you so much for being a part of today's show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited uh, to chat about today's topic and just
0: be part of the conversation. Oh, same here, same here. Um, you know, today in our conversation, we'll be discussing the importance of financial wellness, which I'm truly excited about. It's it's one of the wellness dimensions that I'm most fascinated about as well. Um, and we'll be yeah. discussing also on the four financial pillars, but not to give too much away. Let's start with your becoming story. Um, I'm so excited to hear about your becoming right through to the woman that you are today.
1: Yeah. Uh so yeah, Miranda's uh from a very small town, corporate town just outside of Premier, small, very uh small uh farming town that's intimate. Uh, small town girl with big dreams. Uh when I was younger I always had a dream of just being uh TV presenter, funny enough on your T V and that was just always a dream of mine. I've always been someone who really loved, you know, being in part of the camera creating, being creative, um and throughout my schooling career I just Loved drama, but I also loved numbers. So I've always been split in half. Where I loved numbers, and I had the creative side to me as well. And funny enough, in varsity I went and studied an accounting degree, and um, with hopes of becoming a CAHA one day. And I worked in the industry for a little while, and yeah, I just think once I had gone into the industry and started working in this I just realised. That you know it wasn't for me, um, and because of my younger dreams, they kept coming back and resurfacing the whole time, just the need to create. And when I started that job, I was very excited, you know, to have financial responsibility and just to finally have my own finances and be financially independent. And that's where I think the journey of just who I am now and what I'm doing started, of just learning and unlearning and making mistakes. And, you know, when I was about a year and a half into that job, I just realized I wasn't that preaches my finances. And something that always stuck with me was that at school, um, especially if you're someone who studied a finance degree, doesn't automatically make mean that you're gonna be good with your own personal finances. Mm. You know, you're taught how to handle business finances and how to handle other people's money, but no one teaches you to handle your own money. And that's just not in finance, but it can be in all uh, you know spheres in, in all industries. Um, mm. no one talks about when you're an adult and you're responsible for your own financials and your own finances, what to do, what not to do. And I just found myself doing so many not to do things to do. <laughs> <laughs> and when I was looking for information, I couldn't find anything that I could particularly relate to on a South African level or at the level I was at. And I just decided, you know what, I've always dreamed of being a creator. Initiate um, my journey, yes. and that's where my, my my YouTube channel was born, and that's where my Instagram and my you know whole journey of sharing what I've learned started, and that's where you know I, I felt this need to. Um, you know be financially conscious and to share with others who might find themselves in our shoes you know someone who's not making the best decisions and being stuck and not knowing what to do i uh, wanted to be a, a create a platform where someone could come and find some answers or if not all the answers to some things they were struggling with that i had already experienced that i could share with them and that's just basically how that was born but obviously not just financial wellness i think that journey has also helped me become me and you know that discipline of sticking to my financial goals and doing things differently um has you know deepened or fed into other areas of my life spiritually emotionally physically mm. it's, it's, it's been like an all-around transformation and experience and that's why i'm so passionate about financial wholeness and just being whole financially, not just in finances, but
0: also in other aspects of your life. And I think that's that's what you stand for and what you do with your platform. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I absolutely love it. I I think, you know, I always say that we, we are truly blessed, um, in this era right now to have content creators like yourself, right? Um guide us in this because what you said it's very important that, you know, when we were growing up, the personal finance wasn't taught. Um you were literally left to defend yourself now entering into like maybe varsity or your new job and all of that, right? And that's why I'm saying like I'm so excited to be in this conversation with you because I've learned so many um interesting topics from your platform um that you've shared on this. And you know we are truly grateful for that. Um, and yeah. and and I like that you said that you know the whole all round wholesome transformation and how it ties in with everything spiritually. Um you know everything as well it ties in together and that's important to understand about you know these wellness dimensions and how finance ties in with you know your spiritual wellness your physical wellness all of it it all ties in together um at the end of the day I love that you pointed that out um so let's I think you've Sort of touched on, you know, how your journey began. Um, but what truly really inspired you, um, with your finance journey and becoming a personal finance enthusiast?
1: Um, I think for me it was just the the the, the struggle of finding information that could speak to me on a level that I could relate to. Mm. That was the first point and the other point was just being so overwhelmed with the information I was finding there's just so many people sharing about it on a global context but no one was speaking enough about it on a South African context Mm. and I think for me um, I was just you know in a in the space of I need to do better I want to do better I want to change my life in this area because it was I was struggling a lot with it and just living paycheck to paycheck and just making all the bad decisions at the time of not knowing better mm-hmm. and when I you know was finding this information I was like oh my gosh I want to talk to this I want to talk about this I want to share with people you know what budgeting has done for me and how it changed my life yeah. and what better way to do that on a platform when I was already on social media as a, as a fashion and um và tau lắm so for me the transition, you know, felt natural. I was like, you know what, I'm sharing about this, but there's enough people talking about fashion, but I was more talking about budget. You know, I was a budget fashion blogger, mm-hmm. you know, how to look good on a budget. So uh, for me, finances and managing money has always been something I've loved and enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the transition to being more focused on just speaking specifically about finances, financial wholeness, um, sparked from that journey of wanting to change my own life and wanting to help someone else who nicely frustrated like i was and just needing more south african-based context information so that's kind of where it started it was more just about me finding the information wanting to digest it for myself and wanting to share with someone else as well
0: oh man love it love that so let's talk about the four pillars um you know I, I've always heard about budgeting um, or saving yeah. and all of that right but now when you mentioned it how it's like you know the four pillars that are structured there I was like yeah. oh my gosh I need to apply this properly into yeah. my financial journey um, so let's let's dive in into that um, let's start with the the first one budgeting um, what is budget what is a budget and what are some helpful tips to make budgeting a norm
1: I think before I go into answering the question, I just want to, uh, you know, explain to the audience about how I came to the four pillars. Mm. So I was very overwhelmed with information. There was a lot of information online, um, just in this space, and I was saying to mm. myself, "What's the best way that I can stand-fix this information in a way that's going to make sense to me, in a way that's going to be easy to implement, and in a way that I can teach someone else because I had a platform." And my thing is always to make financial conversations normal, you know, to, to, to do away with the jargon, to do away with the complexities of it, because the moment you say finances, someone that assumes they need to be good with math, they need to have a financial degree, you know, they need to have some sort of financial background to be good at it, and I wanted to strip that away mm-hmm. and just create a system that I could do myself teach someone else to do, and that person teach someone else. And for me, that is my success. My success in all of this and the the main bigger picture is if I can help one person, I always say, if I can help just one person do better with their finances, by using the four pillar method and they can see someone else and they can, and, that, and that chain reaction can happen, I am a successful person. Yes. So when I was sitting down just thinking, okay, you know, there's so much information, how can I condense it into an easier way? The full and um, the four, uh, pillar method was born. Yes. Now, this pillar method is not like a new phenomenon to the financial world. You know, it's just me calling it that and me structuring it this way. You know, budgeting is, is, is a common uh, term that everyone knows. Yes. And what budgeting is, it, it, it for me, I like to call it, it's your, it's your case of power. Mm. You know, it's, 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 it, it's this point where you are sitting down and you are being honest with yourself about your finances whether it's for good or bad and this is now the beginning phase and that's why it's number one for me. You are saying to your income. Income I see you. This is what you, is coming in and this is how I will allocate you to suit me and my life. And for me, when you mention budget, a lot of people want to run away. They want to do it because it's so scary. But I think it's the most powerful um, step in just changing your financial wellness because when you're sitting down and you're honest with yourself and you're honest with your finances and you're saying, with what I have coming in, I have control over where it goes. There's mm-hmm. so much power in that and people don't realize that because they're scared of maybe you know how budgeting has been communicated in the past to them or they've tried it and failed and they haven't found a method that works for them but essentially what a budget is is just you telling your income where to go you allocating your money where to go and you telling it to go to specific places and holding yourself accountable against that plan mm-hmm. so a budget is like I plan with my income to do A, B, C, D, E and in the month you do a, B, C, D, E, or you do B, C, D, E, and you don't do A. And at the end of the month, you've got this plan to hold yourself accountable, and you can go back to the plan and say, why didn't I do A? You know, you can have a look and trace it with transactions to see. Oh, I didn't do A because of, you know, this situation. Why did I end up doing E rather, you know? And that's basically the first step in your personal investment and financial, um, you know, understanding of your own financial um wellness and health Mm -hmm. and that's why i think budgeting is absolutely important not just because of how it's changed my life and my relationship with finances but because of how it filters into other areas as well when you have control over your finances and you know where it's going you have control over how your life plays out because then you can now deploy money into things that are important to you into things that matter into you know, fixing areas, maybe getting out of debt. If you've got so much debt, you can focus on that by using your budget, you know, and tracking it.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, wow. firstly, um, let's just go back to that gem you just dropped when you said that there's power in budgeting. I think everyone always says, like, oh, it's important to budget. But, the, like, no one has ever mentioned that there's power in budgeting because it literally directs you. I, I love how you just mentioned that. Um. Yeah all right so that's that's the first one on the pillar right second one on the pillar oh this one is a very it's a hard one and it's a tough one because i think there's a lot of us on this journey of literally ditching debt so let's talk about paying off debt um and what are the some of the helpful tools and tips to making sure that we ditch the debt okay
1: um so the budget's into all the other steps that we're going to speak about. So in your budget, you are probably let's say, you have debt, you are in debt and you are trying to get out of debt. In your budget, that's where you are saying, this portion of my income is going to go towards getting me out of debt and servicing that debt and getting out of the drug. Now, when we are in the step of debt, I think the most important thing to do is to Just be honest with yourself and be clear about what debt you have and what is the obligation that you have. So what is your interest rate? How much do you owe? And in this step, I think it's important to plan realistically how you're going to get out of this debt. It doesn't make sense for you to to have a thirty thousand debt for example and want to pay it off in four months but you only able to pay five hundred a month towards the debt. You know, that's unrealistic. And a lot of the times I think that that it ends up overwhelming people in, in this debt by, you know paying off debt is because they they set unrealistic goals that are unachievable and Mm. they get overwhelmed when they don't achieve it and then they leave budgeting altogether, and they get stressed and, you know, they allow that stress to consume them. Why I say budgeting is so powerful is because it gives you back that power. It gives you back that power over where your money is going and how you're going to best use it. You know, it gives you back that power to say, I'm I'm done with debt. This is what I have to work with and this is what I can do and keeping yourself accountable and paying it off and setting up Tips on getting out of debt. You can, there's many there's, you know, the two most common methods, but I think I wanna say first and foremost that anything with financial transformation is a mental thing. You know, mm. it's gonna start off mentally first before we can get to implementation. You know, we can talk all day about budgeting and, and, and getting out of debt and all the other pillar methods that I do use. But it, it, it's 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 a mental thing. Unless you wanna change and unless you you know, are determined to change, nothing else will change. You know, you can consume all the information that you want to consume, but if you're not making any changes and your your, your habits are still the same, you'll still continue to get the same results. So when we're talking about getting out of debt, getting out of debt is, 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 is going to require sacrifice, some sort of sacrifice, right? Mm-hmm. And what I mean by this is whatever method that you choose, if you have a date where you are currently paying 500 grand towards which is the minimum payment, um, you're going to have to at least pay a bit more, right, to pay it off quicker. So that a bit more is going to require you to take some money out from your budget that you were doing something else with and pay it towards the debt. Now that's going to require financial discipline, right, because now you are not using that money for something else. You're not focusing it and servicing it on debt. Mm-hmm. Why is it important to get out of debt? And why do I, you know, I think the financial community speaks so much about it is they, they debt attracts interest, right? And mm-hmm. they have such high interest, especially on short term debt. What short term debt is is, 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 is personal loans, those are short term credit cards, car financing. Those are the three major big debts that attract high interest. And what high interest does is that it you borrow 100 rand today in 16 months time or in a year's time you will end up paying back you know 150 rand instead of 100 rand that you borrowed because of the interest that it attracts um so that's why we always speak on get out of debt as soon as possible especially high interest debt so that you can get back that money that you were paying towards interest into doing something else Mm -hmm. right so there's two methods the one method is the the snowball method. And what the method is, is basically a method where you pay the minimum, so you group your, your debt from smallest to largest, and you start with the smallest debt, and you pay that one off. Hmm. And once you're done paying off the smallest debt, that money you are using paying off the smallest debt you now move on to the second biggest or second smallest debt and move on and on like that and you, you pay them as you pay them off okay, you use that money you're using from debt one and two to pay debt three plus debt three's minimum um, um, um payment and so on and so forth let me explain it maybe in a numbers term so debt one you're paying a hundred grand you've done with paying debt one now you've got that hundred grand from debt one now you can take the hundred grand and combine those debt to the hundred that you paying and now you're paying 200 grand towards day two and so on and so forth until you get to the biggest debt and that's where you're going to be now focusing on getting rid of that biggest debt after paying for the smallest debt mm-hmm. now why is the snowball effect or method nice is that it helps you get to a goal quicker if you've got you know a small debt of 2000 rand you can pay that in four months Right, mm-hmm. if you can pay five and a month. Getting paid or getting rid of that debt gives you that gratification, right? It gives you that, cool, motivation, I've done it, I've made it, now I can move on to the next day. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people opt for this way because it just makes it easier for them to handle and makes it easier for them to, you know, get motivated and see the results of what they're doing. The other method is the debt launch method. And what this method does is that it groups from highest to lowest Interest rate. So now we're not looking at the value, but we're looking at the interest rate and the date that you are paying the highest interest on. You pay that off first, despite the the, the, the value. Now, mm. why this debt, this method is good is because it attacks the highest interest. Because if you are paying high interest on a date, and you can get rid of that date quickly and paid off, you are saving yourself so much money from interest in the long run. Mm. But this this method, um, you know can it is a good method to to focus on and um, it does work if you're very difficult um, why I opt mostly for beginners to start with the snowball method is because, it, as I said, it gives you that instant gratification. You pay the smallest debt off in a short space of time. It gives you that momentum to keep moving. Uh, but mathematically, the avalanche method makes better mathematical sense in the sense that you are not going to be paying so much um, interest in the long run because if you're paying off the debt that has the highest interest, you are then saving so much money long term or in the in the in the period. Um, by paying it off and getting back that money you spend on debt, on on interest. So it just depends on which method works for you and which one you are more comfortable with and which one you can handle. But as I said, it's all a mindset thing. You you need to be determined. You're going to have to make some sacrifices in your budget of, I'm not going to do this. I need to focus on getting out of this debt Mm -hmm. and focusing on this. And also paying off debt is not just about looking at your budget and saying, you know, I need to do this. It, it also shows you that if if if, 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 if 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 a budget can do one of two things, a budget can allocate money for you, and it can either show you whether you have a spending problem or an income mm. problem. Spending problems are easy. You can you can sort that out easily just by cutting back on certain areas of spending. But an income problem is where the biggest challenge is, and that I think is where a lot of South Africans are faced. Just with the current climate and the unemployment rate uh, as high as they are, the income problem in most people's budgets is the is the issue. And here now we start talking about side and we start talking about what someone can do with their skill or skill that they have to earn some extra income supplement their income to get more into their pockets so they have more to use or more to their disposable. So, yeah, then that conversation becomes a whole new conversation about side hustles and things you can do to their next income and all of that. But from the budget, that's where you can determine whether you have an income problem or a spending problem. That's why I say the budget has so much power because it can show so much about your financial life in just a short space of time
0: sure amazing oh my gosh thank you so much for sharing on the 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 tools um to use for you know the the, for paying off debt um with the snowball method and the avalanche method um and i think something very important that you mentioned there um as much as it is great to also have like you know wins to celebrate those wins hence tied into the snowball method um but i think i've never understood that on the avalanche method um you know mathematically as you said it is it does make better sense to pay off that high interest one um so thank you for 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 actually breaking down on the avalanche method as well um so i'm I'm going to start talking about savings. And I think let me just share on my side first how yeah. like savings really like blew my mind when um we started having like, you know, an emergency account, right? Yeah. Yeah. um At first starting it off, I was just like, oh, why are we doing this? <laughs> this is not making sense until an incident, quite a big incident hit us. And I kid you not, being able to rush to that account to sort out the incident was so life-changing that I... I like never looked at savings the same way again after that exactly. incident. Yes, and yeah. I was so grateful for um having that savings account. And I think it's important to just for us to talk about this, um, because yeah. you never know when you actually need needs need your savings account until it actually hits you with an yeah. emergency or an incident, anything like that. Um, so so yeah. let's talk about savings.
1: Yeah, so I think I think the first the first step in any in the process is obviously getting out of debt because then now once you've paid off your debt, you now have all this disposable extra income back into your pocket to save and to do other stuff. Mm. Now this is not to say you can't pay off debt and save at the same time and I think a lot of the, the biggest risk that you could do is To not put a little bit away while you're paying off days. And why I say this is because specifically if you're paying off a credit card, right? You're paying off a credit card and you don't have any savings saved up. You have an emergency. What's going to happen? You're going to undo all the work you've done because Mm. you've now got this available balance in your credit card that you can use and continuously you're always going to be back at square one. And what an emergency fund does or what a savings does is it gives, I always call it my personal insurance.
0: Right. Mm. my own
1: personal insurance. if anything should happen, I have some sort of insurance for myself to deal with that debt-free. Mm. And th- and that's what the the, the 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 savings is, and that's what the community of the personal finance community does and says. They encourage that people have emergency funds. And as you're saying, and um, you know, you didn't see the the, the need for it until. You know, you you actually needed the money, and you realize "Sure, wow, like this is so valuable." Yes. And um, I think a lot of people, um, especially if you're not someone who has a saving type of habit or saving personality, you're someone who's more of a spender. And I think when you invest your time into into your financial journey, you learn so much about yourself and your money. To personality and you know who you are and your money psychology and how you relate and react to money because you know you can save this money but um to you say you're not gonna use it for things that are not an emergency and that's why we now need to start practicing and, 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 and attaching boundaries and that's why I say it's a mindset thing more than anything because if your mindset and your boundaries are this money is put away for emergencies, you define what those emergencies are going to be because anything can be an emergency right mm. anything like emergencies are different for different people so you need to have that financial discipline and that self-discipline self-control to know that if this if something that this happens where i've went over budget and went out shopping and mm. i blew my budget and now I, I need extra money for petrol um that is not considered you know an emergency that's considered a spending problem and you need more control over your spending habits but something like a big incident you know you get into an accident you need to pay access mm. you know uh, you know something in your house happens from a family emergency or anything that is detrimental and very important to your livelihood and your house then that's Consider an emergency, but this is where you need to define it for yourself, and then sit on to not do that. Mm-hmm. And in this in this step of saving, I need to be we need to be very clear that saving, as I said, is your personal insurance. You're not going to get rich off saving. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not you're not building wealth here, and the wealth building is the next step. Um, here you're just setting up a personal insurance, a cushion for yourself, and in here you can have as many cushions as you need. Sometimes you can pay for an emergency and sometimes you know that there's an expense coming up. For example, we are about to exit the season. You know, there's gonna be a lot of expenses and a lot of things required of you financially. Some some people are going to visit family, some people are getting clothes. Mm-hmm. You know. So there's gonna be all that spending and if you can prepare for it now by using a thinking fund, which um as the king fund has explained is it's just a savings account for a specific event or for a specific spending. So an emergency fund is something you don't know. Like, you don't know what the emergency exactly. is. Exactly. You know, so it could be anything. It could be in a year's time, it could be two years' time, it can never happen. But a sinking fund is something where you know in four months' time this is going to happen so I need to save money for this. So that's where the sinking funds come in. You know, it's just giving yourself that extra um, put away, you know, that you're going to do things debt-free because once we have paid off debt, we move on and live a life of being debt-free and how we continue to to do that is by having emergency funds and sinking funds and money put away for certain things.
0: Sure. Wow. I love how he's mentioned that's your personal insurance. I, I that's that's very important and very crucial. Yeah. Love that. Um so now that you've mentioned that, you know, it's important to know that, you know, your savings is not something that you, you can get rich off from, right? Then mm-hmm. let's talk about the next pillar, right? Which is now where we talk about, you know, your okay. your wealth building. Mm-hmm. Yes. How how investing is a wealth builder and, and some basic ways to invest in order to start building your wealth. Um kindly share with us on that
1: this is my favorite um yeah. thing. Uh, this is one of my absolute favorite steps because i've just learned so much about myself um, in, in this phase and in this step, And why um, you know I call investing the wealth building phase is because this is where you are building your network. You know, this is where you're building your wealth. People even refer to generational wealth. Um, this is where you are building something you can pass down or something you can transfer that can grow in value over time. Now, why I put the step at the end, right? It's because I think it's important to go through the first three steps and invest your time in paying off the debt, saving, understanding your budgeting. And this is not to say you can't do all these four steps simultaneously. I do this simultaneously but the priority list of how I do it is structured in that way. Mm. And in this step, this is now for me, I think this step is where it's going to require a lot of your personal investment and your personal growth. Why I say this is because this is now where we determine whether you a uh, long-term or short-term investor, this is where we, de- we de- determine your risk appetite. You know, are you someone who's risk-averse? Are you someone who has a high tolerance for risk? Are like you someone who doesn't you know, like having risk and, and, you know, have a low tolerance? Are you someone who has a lot of time to wait? You know, this is where now we are digging a bit deeper into who you are and what your values are in terms of this wealth-building phase. And when we are building wealth and, um, you know, and when we are talking about investments and, um you know this 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 pillar method and the fourth step which i absolutely love um and and what i always say um to people and to to some of my coaching clients and i do speak to them um is this this step is more um what can i say it's more education and knowledge
0: Mm. than this
1: application Mm. it's more about as i said knowing yourself um and knowing what you want and knowing what your goals are and knowing what you you know want to get out of out of uh, out of it at the end of the day then it is about you know what way to put your money and um you know what to you know what to focus on and Mm -hmm. um this is now where you are building your character as an investor, because there's so many things out there that you can put your money in. Mm. And I think a lot of the times, especially specifically in our African context, people are living in debt so much. They are, you know, they are just so, you know, ramped up, and mm. they just have no, ability. so they jump to anything that can give them a return. Mm. And a lot of the time, that, ends up hurting them and that's why they end up getting into these things that we call you know Mm -hmm. because they 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 just want a quick return and they're desperate and i think a lot of them are doing it out of desperation. i don't think a lot of them are doing it out of uh, wanting to get rich i think um you know a lot of them are just going in there and just wanting to get that extra two thousand rand to provide the month and they put in all the money that they have And it it, 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 it ends up hurting them at the end of the day. So now, when we're talking about investing, right? The first thing to do here, and um, the first step to determine, and some questions that I always encourage people to ask is, what is your goal? You know, what are you wanting to achieve from from investing? You know, are you wanting to have an investment portfolio that is six figures, you know, for example, are you wanting to have an investment portfolio that you can give to your kids one day? You know, are you wanting to have an investment portfolio that you can live off when you're retired? Um, are you wanting an investment portfolio that's going to service you for the short term because you want to use that money, you know, for something short term and you want wanting to put it in a, you know, in an investment rather than a, um, you know, in a savings account, for example. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 things like that. Way it's very important that you just know for yourself what it is that you are wanting to get out of investing, because then that answers the other questions that 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 come after that. So you know, deciding why you know what are you wanting to get out of that, and what's important for you, right? Mm-hmm. That's the first step. Then the second step is to, um, you know, know your risk. Profile and why I say this is because then you can be uh, aware and sure of the products that you are choosing or the services that you are choosing for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So, when you know your pro- profile um, and you know your timeline and you, you know more aware of where you are and what you're looking for, you're going to look at products and services that are going to suit what you need and your goals, right? And they're going to suit what you're looking for. This step is the hardest, I think, for people because they want to put their money in something that's going to give them money immediately. Mm-hmm. Like Just give me something that's going to grow, you know. I, tell me where to put my money. So, And I think that's the biggest. Um, people need to be very careful on who they go to for that type of assistance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't know the, the amount of um, the aims I've received, of just someone saying, hey, you know, I'm about to get this a large sum of money, and what do I need to do with it? There's a big risk to that and even myself as Miranda who is sharing about finances and why I say is that the risk is that. You're going to share that information with, with the wrong person, right? Someone who's going to give you the wrong advice and someone who is going to, you know, um, guide you in the wrong way yes. and, and and also someone who can scam you. Yes. You know, we, we see scams day in day out in the sort of context, and this goes back to desperation, you know, you know, someone is like, I will put your money in here and give her a return of this and this percentage, and you give them in the hope that you're going to get this, and they run away with your money. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very important that we protect that through knowing ourselves, our goals, and through being educated. And that's why I said that this step is going to be majority um, knowledge, and a portion of it is going to be um, um, implementation, you know. Mm-hmm. And and this is almost like when you trying to lose weight. They always say 80% diet, 20% um, um, workout. Mm-hmm. And this is almost similar. When you know information, when you are well-educated, when you have that access to that information, you move differently. You know, you ask the right questions. When you are going to a service provider to look for an investment plan, when you know what you want to get out of it, you're not gonna just allow them to tell you and and say do this with your money because they're trying to get a commission out of you. But you're gonna ask the right questions. Why would you suggest I put this into you know my my investment? Mm-hmm. What is my return over time? Um, you know if I'm putting in this this amount of money a monthly, what is my return at the end of five years, for example? Obviously they can't guarantee the return. And if someone is guaranteeing you a return, run. Mm-hmm. Because when we're talking about investment, we are attaching risk where attaching risk for return and risk of losing it all, and that's why I say go through the first three steps first before you go into investing, and mm. um, because of the risk that is attached to investing. Does the stock market fall. Yes, we saw that last year when um you know COVID hit a lot of uh, the stock market took mm. a big shake, but now it's recovered and come back. You know, so you you need to be someone who can you know know themselves and what they want to get out of that and you don't want to just put your money somewhere because someone told you and then when you don't get the return you want you walk away dissatisfied and you actually lost money then you've made money mm. right then the next thing i want to i want to say is that then now you must Determine what your investment plan is going to be. So this is determining what are you going to invest in. So the product after you know your risk, after you know how much money you have, after you know what short term, mid term, long term goals of this investment that you want to do, after you know the time that that you have, then you need to now choose what are you going to invest in. You know, are you going to look at investing in shares? Are you going to look at investing in property um, through either buying property or through buying property shares? Are you going to look at investing in commodities are you going to look at government bonds there are so many investment tools available are you going to look at crypto Mm -hmm. um you know there are so many different investment tools available and they all work and service you differently just depending on what you're looking for they all have different returns and different risks attached to them and i always say to people who are starting out and you know they're wanting to get started i always say the best to do or the best that I would advise is to look at ETFs. What an ETF is, is it's a basket, think of a basket that's mm-hmm. filled with many colored apples, right? Mm-hmm. And there's green apples, yellow apples, golden apples in this basket, and all of them are different apples. They are apples, so they are in the same industry. Mm-hmm. And the basket is the index, and the basket is the index that it tracks. And what it does is that it puts all these apples into the basket, and you buy the basket, meaning you buy in the basket with all these apples. So you are spreading your risk, right? You are now spreading your eggs. Um, and 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 I know it sounds funny, but it's like buying the basket with many eggs, you mm-hmm. know. But in this in this basket, is the eggs are spread out. Yeah. So you are spreading out your eggs, and and. You know, ETFs over time have got the best, um, return. Why I say this is because in this ETF, there's one apple that goes bad, but there's one apple that goes really well. And because there's a mix of them in this basket, the return at the end of the day is way off better than you just buying one apple and focusing on just that one apple. And if that one apple goes bad, you basically have like lost money in that investment. Whereas an ETF, you know, it manages your risk, it tracks the index. Different companies perform differently, so overall, over a long-term period of time, you can get back about a 10% return in a 10-year um, period, for example. And that's a better return to get back than anything because it's compounded. And what I mean by this is, it's interest on interest, mm-hmm. so it grows. So. Today, you put in 100 rand, tomorrow is 110 rand. Now the interest is going to be calculated on 110 rand and not 100 rand. And then tomorrow, it's now 130 rand and it's now calculated on 150 rand and not 100 rand that you put in. And do you see now that compounding effect? And that's why a lot of people say, be in it for the long term, because over a long period of time, that compounding effect gives you the highest and better return, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm um and then and then just a very important step as well and another thing that i think is very important to to consider and discuss especially when you are determining your investment plan and what products are you going to invest in and how much are you going to invest in um is reviewing and considering the brokerage fees, right? How much is it going to cost you to invest? Hmm. Why I say this is a very important step is if you are going to invest in something that's going to give you at the end of the term, let's say 10%, and the fees that you're going to pay over time are going to be 8%, is it worth you putting your money in? Because essentially, you're only going to get back 2%. Mm. You know, and I'm making sense. So that's why it's important to look at the brokerage fee and understand what are you paying, how much is it going to cost you to invest in this thing, how much of it is it going to eat into your return at the end of the day? Because if it's eating too much into your return, then it's not worth considering. Mm. And that's why I love ETFs as well because they've got the lowest brokerage fees and lowest management fees than than anything. And ETFs are good because they are they are you you know they're not actively managed. 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 An actively managed account is somewhere where you give a company or a broker to invest on your behalf mm. and then they charge a specific fee for sitting down and choosing what to invest on for your behalf and you know they, they are a bit more expensive and they charge higher fees whereas if it's an ETF and you're on a platform where you are using you know you doing it yourself it's going to be less, less um, expensive than going um, you know the direct broker route so, this is important to consider because you don't want to walk away disappointed. You've put in all the time, you've been patient, you've been contributing, and then at the end of the day, you don't see your return because it's been eaten up by um, brokerage fees, right? Yes. And then the last step I want to say is that once you consider all of this and you're happy with what you've chosen, it's good to keep track and, and check how they are performing. You know, mm-hmm. how are your investments doing? Check in, you know. If you've gone through a personal financial advisor, you know, ask them. Can you send me a report of my investment? If there's anything that doesn't make sense, you know, give them a call. Can you explain what this means? You Mm. know, Um, that is your right as 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 a client ask that of them if there's something that you're feeling uncomfortable about and you're not understanding you know learn about it yourself that's why i say knowledge you know mm-hmm. you are here now growing your knowledge and understanding and it's not to say you're going to be a financial guru but you're going to be a financial guru about your own personal mm-hmm. finances because you are putting your own money away and it's your responsibility to know i always say that Personal finances is everyone's responsibility, no Mm. matter where you are, no matter what you do in your life, no matter even even if you have a hundred grand, just knowing what to do with a hundred grand is personal finances and that's your responsibility as someone, you know. So you can't just be like, oh, that's not my responsibility, I'll leave it all the financial advisors' hands because that's not right, you know, that's not correct. They Mm. should, yes, put your needs above theirs, but they are also doing their job and trying to make a commission and, you know, trying to build a business. You need to put yourself first and you need to consider your needs and you need to take the responsibility for your own personal finances. Not to go out there and teach other people, and if that's something you want to do, then great, but for you to understand what's going on with you specifically in this context of are talking something long-term. You don't want to be putting money away for 10 years and getting back 2 cents after you've put yeah. in so much. You know, that's disheartening and that's not encouraging. So, mm. I know I've said a lot about investing. I'm very passionate about, you know, this pillar, but I think it's very important to challenge yourself, educate yourself, ask questions, find out information Um. If it's something you're not understanding, ask, you know, you have the right, if it's still around making sense, ask further, ask someone else, get a different perspective, um, get a different understanding and not, don't just put your money somewhere because everyone is putting their money in there, mm. you know, and if I were to ask you why, you can't answer, you don't know, you know, you've mm. just done it because it's social media said and Miranda said, please don't, don't do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I, I think I absolutely agree with everything um, that you have mentioned, and most especially with knowing your why and what you're wanting to achieve on this specific pillar on investing. I think it's so important, and and into you know to just sum it up on on all the pillars that you've mentioned. Um, something that stood out for me and something that you did mention is 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 for us to have that relationship with our money as well. Um, to understand um you know what type of risk appetite are you as well. Um so I think I think it's important to to understand the relationship aspect with your money um to just make it a little bit simpler for you um when you're targeting all of this or um, you know, maybe you are trying to ditch your debt or you know, like what you've mentioned in the all the pointers you mentioned in the investing. Um, I think it's so important and crucial to have that 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 relationship with your money. Um, yeah. I I think you know listening to everything you've mentioned, i um, we are so blessed, honestly, to to be hearing all of this from you. I love how you put it in such a colorful way. It's so relatable. Um, it's so easy to relate to everything you are saying because what you mentioned in the beginning, how you know it can get overwhelming or you know too much information um so i think the best thing is that you know people need to come through to your platform as well um because i'm learning so much from your platform um and just in this conversation i've learned a lot more as well um so thank you so much for that so to end it off you know we're slowly ending off with our conversation um what does living in fullness how does living in fullness look like for Miranda on her financial wellness journey um, and everything else added
1: I think for me definitely it's it's being self aware um, mm. I think that's the most important thing that anyone can do Um, because when you're self aware you, you know what your triggers are you know you know, I can't go to the mall because I'm an emotional offender if I'm not feeling okay which is me you know I be self aware about that and if I'm not emotionally okay I stay away from malls and online shopping sites because then I know that will you know set off that trigger. And you know, just being self aware also just how you handle money and you think about money and you deal with money. I I accept that I, I word broke is no longer in my vocabulary. I, I never regard myself as broke and why I say that is because I don't want to make that a reality, I don't want to attract that energy to myself. Yes, there are some months where they are hard and I've had more expenses than in other months and you know things are a bit rough and I'm having to be more mindful of how I spend but I never say it out with my mouth and say oh I'm so broke this month because for me, I think that triggers something and that makes or, or lightens the reality of, oh, you know, I have both minds. You know, it, it's just changing your mindset and always coming from the point of abundance. And I think also just in the sense of being self-aware, um, I, I haven't spoken about it on my on platform yet, but I was I planning was on, on, on speaking about not being afraid of spending money. I think a lot of people uh, want to hoard the money, they want to hold it and they want it and that's where it slips out. And that's mm. where you, know, you end up being like, I actually don't know where it went. Mm. I don't know where the money went because of, of, of your relationship and the energy that you are using with money don't allow it to control you. You know, money is an inflow and outflow. It's going to come in. It's going to go out. Mm. You know, you're going to spend it. Sometimes more than other months, and just being self-aware and knowing that you've got that control. You mm. know, you know, money doesn't control you, but you have that power and control over it. And if, it, you know, you spend more of oh, it this month and the next month, that's okay, that's fine. Letting go and opening up yourself for that abundance and that flow again is so important. So mm-hmm. I think for me, just being self aware I think is just the most important because then you know yourself, you know, you you know what works for you, what doesn't work for you, you know what's important, you know what your triggers are, you know what takes you off balance, you know what's you off your path um, and not just only in finances but in other areas of your life how you deal with your relationships friendships your job your interactions with other people when you are aware of yourself and who you are your reactions um, to that you just have so much power over what happens and how you decide how that specific thing is going to affect you, you know. Mm. So I think, yes, definitely it's been a journey of just being more self-aware more self-aligned with myself, my core values. If anything happens around me that is not to my values and what I'm wanting, I stick to my guns. you know. If there's a new shade and who ha on the media and that's not something that I you know with my values and my investment plan I don't look at it you know mm. because I'm so self-aware and I'm so sure of my goals and what I'm trying to achieve
0: sure can I just say this spoke to <laughs> me like wow absolutely amazing uh you've broken down self-awareness to the T absolutely do i love it i absolutely love it and thank you for for mentioning this because i needed to hear this and i'm sure with the audience there's somebody that needs to hear this as well wow amazing absolutely amazing oh man you know we can continue talking about this i I, like in my head i'm like i'm attending a seminar with my best friend and we are like literally crunching this (laughs) away. I love it I love how informed and 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 just oh my gosh the gems that are being put out for us to understand on on this financial wellness journey and so crucial and so important so thank you so much for that I think before we wrap it up I have a little game called out of the box questions and you know it's just some fun questions that I'd like to get to know and the audience would also love to get to know about Miranda um so you ready for that Yes. Okay. Sure. <laughs> All right. Let's get the first question. Are you an adventurous or more of a comfort person? A bit of both, more comfort lately as
1: mm. I've grown older.
0: Mm. Yes, yeah. I can relate to that as well. <laughs> okay, next question. Uh, what do you enjoy doing most in your spare time
1: in my spare time yeah reading Mm. i love reading i'm someone who can get lost not just reading books just reading information about anything i'm someone who i can you know come across pieces of information on social media and be like oh that's interesting and then i can go on google and then i can just get lost either on watching videos about it or reading about it so i'm someone who loves to read and research
0: and it shows, it absolutely reflects <laughs> in your character, I, like you're the pittany of beauty and brains, like, honestly. <laughs> I know, I
1: mean, it sounds so, it sounds so weird as well, it's like, oh, it's a time you read, yeah. but like, that's the honest truth, you know, I, I actually do, um, I just like, to, I'm resourceful. I'm, like, I'm someone who likes to know, and it's something I don't know, I like to take ownership of that and just find out as much information as I can.
0: Yeah, sure, love that. Alrighty, yeah. next one. This is an interesting one. Are you a sunrise or sunset person? Definitely
1: sunset girl. I am <laughs> not a morning girl at all. Like, please don't try to get me to do anything before nine a.m. or ten a.m. in the morning. No, I'm not, definitely sunset. Like, I can catch the sunset and yeah, no. I'm, no. <laughs>
0: That is an easy one for me. <laughs> I love it when the sunset groove is like growing. I love it because I'm always just like, no, morning for who? For who? <laughs> That's why I struggle so much with the 9 to 5 concept, yes. I know, or the 8 to 4 because, yes. you know, you're, you are
1: expected to be productive at 8. Yeah. Who the hell is
0: productive at 8 exactly. in the morning? Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I don't
1: get it. I, I
0: struggle a lot with that. <laughs> love it. <laughs> Okay, and then the last question oh yes what is your dream holiday destination oh that's a good one
1: mm-hmm. uh, I've always loved the Maldives which is funny because I'm not a water person I, I generally don't you know, I I'm not someone who loves water, but just every time I look at videos or someone at the Maldives, it just looks so beautiful and just tranquil mm. cool and amazing, and I just want to be in that environment. It'll definitely be the Maldives or Morocco. I think mm. Morocco has got so much culture and just so much yes. someone can learn, just from how they live and it's just so rich in culture and yeah. So it, it'll definitely be between the Maldives and and Morocco, which are two polar opposite places
0: actually. Mm listen, you're my kind of girl, like, Maldives is on my bucket list as well, oh. like, yes, I agree with you, I absolutely <laughs> oh, it's so man. beautiful, it's a tranquil, I think I'd be, i have, like, a bit of anxiety about it
1: being on water just because I just don't really like water that much but I think just the water there the way they look and you know how people are when they're there when I watch vlogs yes.
0: I, I want a piece of that I want to experience that yes it. yes definitely oh man now we're speaking it into existence it's going to happen <laughs> <laughs> sooner than we think yeah, oh Miranda, thank you so much. This was honestly, hands down, probably one of my favorite episodes. Like, you know, I always learn and grow so much from these conversations. Um, I absolutely love your aura, your... Your personality everything about you and like i said like i i'm I'm learning so much from your platform um so keep on doing this um you know god bless you on this journey and and just keep on thriving um you you really are a blessing to us for for this journey on you know finance financial wellness and and independence so thank you so much for always sharing with us
1: Thank you so much. I I always appreciate, as I said in the beginning of our conversation, just hearing that because talking about money is a very sensitive subject Mm. and it's something that, you know, touches us in different ways and if you're someone who's putting yourself out there, talking about these difficult conversations, it can be, you know, received in one or two ways. You know, one way is, you know, it can be like, oh, I can never get to that point. You know, that's too natural, that's too, you know, perfect and, unknown or, or it can be re- be received of oh my gosh I'm learning so much you know I'm I'm getting so much insight and information so it's just always so encouraging to hear that it's being received in the manner that I'm wanting it to be received hmm. and, and and it's encouraging that you know I I need to keep going you know it gives me that fuel to keep going sharing what I'm learning and what I'm discovering because you know it's it, it's now bigger than me it's not about me anymore it's about my audience it's about you know me servicing my community
0: mm-hmm. and breaking
1: down those barriers especially specifically for the black community where yes. you know money is just such a thing we don't talk about it we ignore it until we have problems and we start you know resorting to alcoholism yes. and other areas to deal with the problems that we have yes. but to just talk about it and you know we can find within us. And I think that's why the Stockfolds were started and the stock communities were started because, mm-hmm. you know, people were now being open and sharing, hey, guys, December is a very hectic month for us, mm. and family comes over. I think I that's enough to service the family, it's put some money away each month, and um, to, to help us with with that pressure and schools going, kids going back to school. Mm. You know, so I think the conversation is moving in the right way, and there are changes that are happening. And I think it's very important for people like you who have platforms like this, where you are bringing different people in different spheres to talk about certain different issues that affect us and mm. yeah so I think for me just thank you for having me and I'm always honored when I do get a request like this I just always like who me like really <laughs> someone wants to hear what I have to say so yeah thank you so much it's really always great
0: Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and follow the podcast on whichever platform you're using to listen, as well as follow us on our social media pages at Living in Fullness.